joining us today here on telephone and uh larry has got bring home the bacon it is a uh, fantastic fantastic read and uh uh, Larry, I want to start with the impeachment inquiry and the uh, the stat elections here, my friends, because we, we, we've had some interesting things happen with uh, some of these different elections around the country. Well, I think as far as the elections, uh, Virginia, where I lived for many, many years before moving to Maryland, has, has been trending the last couple of elections towards the Democrats, so it was no big deal about that, losing it. And if we'd go for uh, the Democrat in the 2020 elections, uh, the one little surprise was Kentucky. Uh, but even that's not that bad. I know it sounds like I'm trying to put lipstick on a pig, but uh, the governor was somewhat controversial. He wasn't the, the real choice of the, of the mainstream of the party in Kentucky when he won four years ago. And they won every down-ticket down uh, race, including the attorney general, with a real upcoming African-American, uh, 33, 34-year-old. First time uh, a Republican has been the Attorney General in many, many years. So Kentucky on balance was fairly positive. Mississippi, the same uh, same thing uh, on it. So um, I don't think these, these elections tell us much about 2020. Uh, but the one, there is one significant area, and the Republicans have to be worried about that. There definitely seems to be a shift within the suburbs uh, towards the Democrats. Uh, there's a distinct dislike of, of Trump, and I think a way to Republicans could get around that is to just, just admit the fact that Trump is not a likable person to many people. He's very polarizing. And maybe the theme in 2020 could be in the suburbs, which tend to be fairly affluent, is you may not like Trump, but the elector 401k and compare it to what it was in January of 2017. Compare what it is now. Think of your children, your education, and all that. Uh, most elections turn on, on the economy, and all economists seem to indicate there will be no recession. The economy will stay strong. Uh, job performance will stay very, very far, or job fulfillment. So on that sense, I think they've got to run strictly on, on the uh, uh, economy and accept the fact that a lot of people just don't like Trump, but they'll vote for him because of what he's done for the country. We've got Larry Tracy with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And um, so talk to me a little bit about uh, some of these different folks, this uh, LTC Vindman and some of the superiors that have trashed the U.S. to the Russian officers. I didn't get that last part. Uh, the, the, the the Russian officers, uh, LTC Vindman, oh, uh, oh, Superior, yeah. all I'll that. Say, this, this is the bombshell that is going to break in the next couple of days. Uh, this uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alex Vindman, who his uh, family left the Soviet Union when he was three years old and came to the States, and he was in the National Security Council, and they've, they've just made him out to be uh, the, the Democrats, uh, Alex Schiff and all, as really the perfect person. He's the immigrant who made good. He's uh, he got an excellent military record. And apparently this just got a little bit too much for a guy that he worked for uh, in an exercise in Germany, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Hicks, Hickman. And he sent some tweets out, and uh, this is going to come out. And the tweets were that he was approached by uh, an American uh, government civilian who was listening to Vindman talking to Russian officers and putting down the United States, calling 
citizens of the United States, not well-educated, rednecks, and just ridiculing his adopted country. And this civilian and some junior officers were just very uncomfortable and couldn't imagine him saying this to foreign officers, let alone Russians. So they came to Hickman, and uh, Hickman didn't take it on hearsay. He came in, sat down, went in earshot, and he heard the same thing. And he said in his uh, tweets, he tapped uh, Vindman on the shoulder, who was then a major, and said, come on outside. And then he said he verbally reprimanded him for his conduct. Uh, but he wouldn't say what he said to him. He obviously said, this is a disgrace. You don't say that to foreign officers about your own country. Now, what all this leads to is it's been in the American thinker uh, and other conservatives. It's now out. I sent it on a, a message to a retired military community that I'm on that I know has an awful lot of congressional staffers doing it as well and saying, okay, guys, it's up to you. Get this information to Senator Graham and uh, Congressman Scalise and, and uh, Jordan and the others that are the real firebrands, and have this Colonel Hickman come in and testify under oath. And I would prefer, even though he's retired, that he do it in uniform. And Army regulations permit a uh, retired officer to, to speak in uniform. In, uh, he, he couldn't do it at, say, a political rally, but certainly testifying before Congress. And, and James, that leads to another thing. I'm just so disgusted with the way the Republicans in Congress, they're talk, all talk and no action, and now they, the House members have to submit a list of um, witnesses they want to shift uh, the, the congressman running the impeachment inquiry and, and, and get his permission to put them on. I think they ought to say, we're finished. We're tossing the ball over to the Senate, and the Senate opens hearings and brings their people in. There's no reason the Senate has to just sit back and be passive about this thing. And uh, ideal television will be to subpoena both uh, Vindman and this Lieutenant Colonel Hickman and have them both. Uh, it'll never work that way, but I'd love to see them both up there in panel and Hickman just confronts them right away. That'll take the rose off of the, or the bloom off the rose of Vindman on there because they're, they're making him as the absolutely impeccable and unimpeachable source of all the information. And I'll add one more thing while we're talking about Vindman. There's a big thing about who is the whistleblower. Uh, his name is being circulated all around, but it is not out publicly, and I won't say what I've read about it. But I have looked into it, and he and Vindman have worked very closely together uh, on Ukraine affairs. He's a former CIA analyst who uh, apparently went with, uh, apparently, as I don't know for sure, went with Biden to the Ukraine. He was a, a, a Ukraine expert, and he had also was signed there to the White House by Brennan, who was the CIA director, and he was retained after, uh, after Trump came into office. Uh, here's what I think, and this is strictly conjecture on my part. The whistleblower said, he did not have first-hand information of what went on on the telephone call. He got it from someone else. Vindman was on the telephone call. I think he probably is the source of the information to the whistleblower. And then they brought Vindman on to confirm what the, Vin, uh, what the whistleblower had said. You know, a nice, neat trick that they're doing on that. And I think the Republicans have to go and get them both on there uh, and, and, and expose this, this fraud that is going on. But, uh, I, again, <laughs> everything, all of this is Trump's doing because of his big mouth. If he had just said in his telephone call to the Ukraine president, 
We appreciate all that you're doing as far as rooting out corruption. And if you find that there are any Americans involved, let us know, and we'll pick it up on our end. He didn't have to mention Biden's name. That is what gave them the hook. So uh, if, if, if Trump could just sometimes have some self-discipline as to what he's saying, realize that he's not his own man and he's got a staff and he's got to listen to experts on it. So uh, that's, that's on the soapbox, James, about, that, about the way this thing is going. <laughs> we have got Larry Tracy with us today. He joins us live. Now, um, we have got this this article here that you uh, that you wrote, uh, or not not that not that you wrote, but this uh, this article that you sent to us. Um, the American Thinker by Monica Showalter. Yes, this Monica Showalter. Talk to us about this article. What was that? Talk to us about the article, Larry. Well, actually, that was published on American Thinker, so anybody can go into Google and get that. And then she based it on uh, an article that was uh, written by another person who actually talked to Colonel Hickman, traced him down from his LinkedIn page and, and confirmed everything on there. And uh, just the fact that American Thinker is read so widely in conservative circles, I would think just about every Republican congressman and staffer or a senator and their staffs will have read that. So there's, it's, not, it's not that it's not getting out. It's known. I would think it'll break within the next two days or so. Vinman is supposedly looking over his testimony right now to make sure that it's true, uh, or what he said, and uh, they'll then release that. So I think he'll be a sitting duck when this comes out. And, and Hickman apparently is, uh, was wounded in Iraq. He has a couple of Purple Hearts, if the newspapers are making the Purple Heart the big deal. So he's an uh, he, excellent and highly credible source and can show just just what this guy Vinman, who is a real success story, but just think, his family fled Soviet Union and the the Russian army that was controlling it, and then he comes here and he sits down with a group of Russian officers and ridicules the country that gave his family a home. Uh, not not only is he of low character, but he's also very uh, ungrateful to the United States. The, the remarks that he made about it. When he said they were all rednecks, that's sort of like Hillary Clinton saying that Trump supporters were deplorable. Yes. That, that same view. He's, uh, <laughs> he's very much, he, he shouldn't have been in the White House. They should have looked at him and looked at his background and said, okay, go back to the Army. You've been a very fine Army officer. You've been very good putting in the Obama policy, but there's a new sheriff in town, and he should have never been retained in the White House in that job. Well, Larry, before we let you go, how's the book doing? Good, good. We're uh, getting, getting good progress on it, and uh, I'll be doing some um, uh, podcasts in, uh, the next month or so, and that should give it a little more exposure. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to more, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you, Larry. Okay, James. My pleasure. We'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Definitely. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you next okay. week. There he goes, Larry Tracy. We've got more on the other side.